0: hey hey everybody episode number 54 We're trying this for a few a few times in a row here trying to get this one down it's just one of those that is kicking my butt so, but anyways it's friday you guys i hope everybody's got a, a got something planned to at least enjoy this weekend it sounds like the weather is going to change a little bit i was just talking to a friend of mine that that was helping me with some billing stuff and uh she asked what i was doing for the weekend and i said me and the kids were gonna clean the yard up and stuff and kind of get our last last minute fall things done before the weather changes and she's like well you better get it done today or tomorrow because uh winter will be here on sunday (laughs) so i'm like man that's depressing because i prefer winter to show up after halloween you know like don't ruin my favorite holiday with a foot of that stuff so i so yeah i'm we've got some stuff planned for the weekend here just to get some things buttoned up, but hopefully everybody's going to go out and enjoy some of this time. We might go out and, and do some, some target shooting and stuff. I don't know. We'll see, see kind of what, what direction everything goes here, but, but no, it's uh this week has flown by this week has gone at an extremely fast pace. And it, it kind of drove me nuts. Cause it seemed like I was getting an early start every day. And, and, uh, getting things rolling so my my daily routine is i get up i get kids up and stuff i take them down to the bus stop and then i have what we call our our morning ritual which is me and another parent a couple other parents sometimes we'll sit at the bus stop and we'll chat for a half hour to an hour just to remind ourselves that we are the adults (laughs) and uh, because we all we're all from this little small town of osage where there's absolutely nothing here we don't even have a coffee shop to go chat over coffee at or anything we don't we don't have a bar in the evenings for all the for all the people to go drink away their problems which seems to be a common thing in small towns they don't have one of those here but uh i don't really drink anyways so that's not really a bother of mine but but no uh yeah we don't have anything here so That morning, Rich, well, after we get all the kids on the bus and stuff, we sit there in our vehicles and we just, we chat for a minute. It's kind of nice to have that adult interaction because we spend most of our time with kids when we're not working and stuff, you know. And I work, I do a lot of my stuff by myself. So, uh, my best conversations are with me. (laughs) So but uh it's just it's disappointing when it gets to a point where i'm I'm not agreeing with myself so then it turns into an argument that's that gets pretty ugly But, but no i uh i uh every time i'd look at the clock i'd leave there i'd leave our morning ritual and i'd get going and and uh i'd be rolling and i'd be hammering along thinking i was getting things done and every time i'd look at that clock it was way further ahead than it was supposed to be and i just didn't get everything done that i needed to but it was also on terms of the times that i had help available which doesn't really help anything but but uh but no the week did fly by it seemed like it went by very fast but but yesterday actually i was going to share a fast story it was something that kind of got brought up i I don't know who of my listeners had had experience in their past when they were kids and stuff with chicken pox. Okay, so I didn't have the chicken pox when I was a kid. Didn't have it. You know, and, and my parents had it. Uh, but my sister and I, neither one of us had the chicken pox when we were kids. Okay, but like back when my parents were kids, you know, the the routine then was one person in the, in the in the village gets chicken pox or their kid gets chicken pox they schedule a play date with that kid while he has chicken pox that way everybody gets chicken pox and they get it done and over with and it's no longer a, a fear you know so that's how they did it but you know when i was a kid apparently we stopped doing that <laughs> so but no i i had when i went to uh it was i think it was right between my senior year and going into college because i went in for a physical and stuff and whatnot and i remember getting a vaccine that was supposed to be for the chicken pox and uh, because i told him i said i'd never had the chicken pox before and i'm like oh well we can do this shot and and, well little did i know this was a two-part shot okay i did not know this well i had a friend of mine a few years later i was like 23 almost 24 years old this friend of mine I was a single guy living in Upton, Wyoming Living in a trailer house And One of my friends From Newcastle, his girlfriend Who was also a friend of mine She actually lived in a camper trailer Just down the street from me In her sister's front yard They had a camper set up for her there And she had that That was kind of her own little place there Which was cool, you know And uh, But she worked at a nursing home and at the hospital i think but anyways she ended up with chicken pox so i'd stop by there one night and i was thinking well heck you know i got that vaccine so i'm i can't get the chicken pox so i stop in there and i t- and i tell her i was like you know i'm not worried about catching your chicken because i had that shot so i have satellite tv and a big screen tv over there and there's always food in the cupboards and, and it's the middle of winter this happens in the middle of winter it was like february when this happens and and i was actually going through a really nasty breakup at the time so i was kind of bummed out not having a good time with life so that having the company around was was very much appreciated i needed people around me to talk to and stuff and And uh, so I was like, yeah, you know, even at that point in time, I was doing so bad with this breakup, being a child about it, (laughs) that I I would have took the chicken pox just to have that company had I not had that vaccine that I thought I had. I I would have been like, you know what, just come over. I'll take your chicken pox as long as you just give me some company. I need some company, man. Like, so that's where I was in my life there. So, (laughs) But anyways i told her i was like you're more than welcome to hang out anytime use my tv use the shower um eat my food whatever the heck you want to do you know make yourself at home so you're at least comfortable while you're dealing with the chicken pox and uh you probably won't see me a whole lot i'll be off working and doing what i can to keep my mind off of this girl that broke my heart so she comes over she's been hanging out and stuff and and it's it's cool you know i cooked dinner a couple times and and ordered pizza and and, uh you know it it was cool you know i had some company there and she had some company while she was dealing with that stuff and uh it was it was cool that's what friends do you know until a few days later when i was on my way home from work and my belly was itching. <laughs> and I lifted my shirt up to this red spot on my stomach. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Okay, little did I know this was that two-part shot. I wasn't I wasn't immune to getting a dang chicken pox one bit. And I ended up with them at a very bad level. Very bad level. Well, she was getting over her chicken pox. So she's like, okay, I don't want to... I don't want to deal with that and have it turn into shingles or some dang thing, you know? And, uh, cause you just never know what the heck comes out of that. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to cut myself off from the world. Cause I don't know who has had the chickenpox, who hasn't had the chickenpox. Um, and, uh, who was dumb enough to think that that vaccine was the done the right way, like myself and just didn't go through with the whole thing or whatever the heck might've happened there. And, and I'm not even sure what, what happened with my vaccine. I, they Everybody just told me it was like, yeah, you were supposed to get a second shot. Who knows what the heck it's all about. Fact was I got the chicken pox <laughs> and I am miserable and I'm almost 24 years old. And here I am with the chicken pox at home by myself, going absolutely crazy. And I got them bad. They went up my the upper parts of my legs, through my growing, all over everything. And then my my stomach was covered with them, up my chest, in my armpits, my arms had them on them, uh, my head was ridiculous. I had so many of them in my scalp. To this day, I still have these scars. And and I and I did my best to not itch them and stuff. So my mom, we uh, we knew she had them, and she was she's working around nursing and stuff all the time, so. She, she knew her wrists and, and what whatnot so she would actually come in and drop off groceries and stuff as i needed and and they lasted a little while with me but it was it was a nightmare it was an absolute nightmare but she brought me in i was having a lot of trouble not itching and stuff you know or not scratching them and i was itching like crazy and uh, she had brought me in this big bottle of calamine lotion and she brought brought me in a couple big tubs of oatmeal she's like do an oatmeal bath and uh you know that'll help alleviate some of that itching as well you know so and and then use the calamine just in the spots where you need it you know take a little bit put it in that spot and and, uh well that wasn't good enough (laughs) so i got into this habit where i was literally painting myself with calamine lotion And my head was so bad that I would take one of my ball caps and I would like paint the inside of the ball cap with calamine lotion. And then I'd put it on my head and I'd sit there and go nuts. Anyways, I I would go nuts. It was like the stuff just wasn't working good enough. It helped a little, but it wasn't working good enough. And when I say it helped a little, that's where putting a little bit on each spot wasn't doing the job. So I just... I I took a paintbrush and painted myself, not really a paintbrush, I used my hands, but still, you know what I mean? So there was a night there. My mom had gotten off of a night shift. She worked at night. She came into town and dropped me off some stuff that morning. And uh, so I was like, okay, my mom dropped me off some, some stuff I needed from the store. Uh, she went home I sat around the house I listened to music all day And watched TV uh, Painted myself pink With uh, calamine lotion And and I'm not kidding Like, Let it get into your imagination Just to mess with your day But I, I was that guy That would sit in my underwear Paint my whole body with this stuff And uh, I, I'd sit Indian style In the middle of my living room And, and, and pray that this would soon be over with i really wasn't that bad i figured i'd give everybody a bad image so but no anyways i my mom leaves i sit around the house all day i do my thing i do my best to occupy my time and stuff at like seven o'clock that night i'm going absolutely insane i'm like hitting this peak of this stuff and i'm going insane like i there's snow out on the ground. I actually thought about possibly just getting naked and running out there and jumping in the snow and maybe freezing myself would stop this madness, but it, it, uh, it wasn't something that, that actually ended up happening in my fear of possibly getting into some kind of trouble for indecent exposure. So I took the next step. I took my mom's advice. I take this, uh, oatmeal. I draw a bath and, uh, and everybody told me, you know, do just like a, like a, a nuke warm bath, you know, and, uh, and do the oatmeal in it and stuff and, and let the oatmeal sit for a second before you get in and, and whatnot, you know, and then soak in the tub. Well, I'm a tall guy. So getting all of my body in the water is in a regular bathtub is not happening. And this was a trailer house. So this is not just any regular bathtub. This is a shallow regular bathtub. So I get my bath drawn and I put the oatmeal in there and stuff. I get in the tub. I got my hat sitting there on the, on the toilet seat thing. I used it kind of as a, you know, how you use it as a little shelf by the toilet or the tub. I had my hat sitting there. I had my bottle of Calamine lotion. <laughs> so I'm sitting there and everything that I couldn't get in the water, I proceed to paint with Calamine lotion from the top of my head all the way down to the waterline. So here I am. I'm this pink guy sitting in this tub of oatmeal. I squirted some of it in my hat and I put my hat on and kind of rubbed it through my hair, you know, like I was lathering up with shampoo or something. Only it was calamine. Put my hat on and I'm sitting there just kind of trying to relax. Doing my best. I'm just sitting there like, oh my god, my life literally sucks right now. Okay. This could not get any worse. I I don't even want to do this anymore. So I'm like at this point where I'm just going I'm I'm going for lack of better words in my terms, batshit crazy. <laughs> so I'm sitting there and all of a sudden I hear this, "Oh my god." coming from the bathroom door that I had left open. Okay. I had no idea Anybody was at my house. I wasn't expecting anybody, nothing, and thank God I was in an oatmeal bath where nobody could see anything, and the rest of me was painted pink because I jumped, turned my head, and my mother is standing in the bathroom doorway. And uh, I threw that curtain shut, and I was like, Mom, what the heck are you doing here? I was like, you uh, you dropped stuff off this morning. I wasn't expecting anybody and she's like, for one, she's like, you need to not overdo it with your calamine lotion. <laughs> the whole thing, the whole scene was just the most awkward thing. I'm sure I probably traumatized my mom for the rest of her life with with that whole deal. But the, uh, God, it was bad. And, uh, but no, I, and thank God she didn't see anything beyond my pink upper body, you know? So but uh but I do wish that was something we were talking about yesterday it was I was like I do wish that you know I there would have been some like footage of that cuz that would have made a good meme in today's world you know like remember that time you had chicken pox <laughs> but uh but no it was just it was kind of a funny story kind of a, I like I like going back into those days and kind of talking about uh the different things that had happened you know before I had kids and stuff it kind of reminds me of who I was then and you know I even even though I had some issues and and back then you know my my early teen years and my my uh or my early teen years my teen years and my early 20s I I had I had a drinking issue I I did I really I took drinking to a different level and I I was making mistakes with that stuff and I mean, I was trying to live a responsible life and whatnot, but I had a lot of influences around me, and they all drank, and it was just something that happens, you know? And when you're in an area like Upton, Wyoming, and Osage, and Newcastle, like, there's not a whole lot of things to do. You have the bars to go to, or you just go home. You know, Well, when you're a single guy, and you're out chasing girls and whatnot, you're not going to find girls at home. So it was just something to do but it was it I like going back in thought to kind of who I was then and what what kind of lifestyle I was living because when I go through just basic life troubles this story with Guillaume barre put aside when I go through those basic life troubles nowadays I kind of look back and and remind myself hey you know there was a point in your life where you had it pretty bad then you know I mean and when you were perfectly capable capable of doing stuff, you know, and and you there was times you had it bad. I mean, there was a time, right around that time actually, it wasn't long after that. It was, I know there was a point in time there where it was still winter time, and and uh, I couldn't pay any of my bills, and my uh, my gas had gotten shut off, and that was where my what my furnace ran on. So I had no heat in the house, but I still had electricity, thankfully and uh but the only thing i had for heat in there at that time in my bedroom was my heating blanket so i'd sit there and watch tv wrapped up in this heating blanket you know and it was it was rough you know you'd go into the bathroom to use the restroom or take a take a uh a shower and uh i had a thankfully i had an electric water heater but uh it was one of those deals where I go in there and you take a shower and then get out of your shower and it was so cold in the bathroom that that the steam that was building up on the little bathroom window was ice it froze like so you get out and you, you can't see anything because you steamed up the bathroom so bad and, and it's just ridiculous you walk around in the house out in the kitchen trying to make yourself something to eat or a sandwich or something and, and you're You can see your breath the whole time you're making your sandwich because it's freezing in there and it's just you know it's an awful lifestyle sometimes i mean and and we all have our struggles and stuff so but i I like to kind of go back to a reminder of the time that i had i had some bumps in my road and and it's, you know, it helps me. It's some some of the therapy that helps me deal with the story that I'm telling you guys. Is it's it's one of those deals where if you can think back and you can kind of compare situations to your now and then. It uh, it really does sometimes make a difference for you. And it, it's, it's a little piece of advice I can throw out there for everybody. Is, is even when you are at rock bottom think back and, and and to other times in your life there there was struggles somewhere in your life they might not be obvious struggles and they might not be right up in your face noticeable struggles but a lot of people can look back and think oh you know what there was that time that you know i was in school and i was getting bullied a little bit and things were just awful then and i was in my head all the time and not having a good a good go at life then you know or you know Another way to look at that is some when you're at rock bottom. Okay, my rock bottom has a basement. And it's so we've discovered that and a lot of people do. So but you know when you, you can only go down so far. You get down so far, the only direction is up. Okay, I mean they that's that's just how it is. And I got into the story with you guys to kind of show some of those. Those those uh, those little lessons, you know, some of them little things that we forget about in life. When you when you when I go to rock bottom and then I get on the elevator to go down into the boiler room, I, I chat with Freddy Krueger for a minute, and, and then he reminds me that, you know, but no, I I get to that point and I just I remind myself that the only way now, the only way to go now is up. Um, and I'd seen a post somebody had tag man that was talking about how uh lose when you lose everything you know like trees trees right now the trees in my backyard have lost all their leaves it's that time of the year so even though a tree loses its leaves it loses everything it has it stands there it stands its ground through this rough harsh winter and when spring comes around, it gets it back, and it regrows it, and it rebuilds itself, and it, it perks itself back up, and it's this big, beautiful tree again, in the by the middle of the summer. And it's it's kind of that that little cycle that really hit me. That this little story that they had tagged me, and it could be taken so many different ways. And uh, that was actually the way that I took it. Was okay. Sometimes you lose it all, and then and then you wait it out. You put your time in, and you wait it out. It starts to come back to you but anyways that's my that's my 22 minute and 15 second little interlude in this story but we're gonna get back into it here because uh i just left you guys off with some exciting stuff the biggest the biggest thing i'd happened and the, that there had happened in this whole story just happened and you know it was just after the first year going into february there uh i was upright I was on my feet a little bit, and I had taken some steps, and it and it it was a it was a life changing event for me. It was one of those deals that totally, totally just reamped me, you know. And it was it was uh, it was it was it was big news, you know. It was something that that like I say when when I walked in, well walked in when I was carried in to Elkhorn Valley. It was kind of in the back of my head and in the back of a lot of people's heads. Hey, you know, part of our goal at this facility is gonna get you to where you're a little more independent, you know, still living out of that wheelchair because we weren't 100% sure. And, you know, just four or five months before that, I had not even that long before that, A a few months before that, I had a lot of different doctors that I had met with. I would met with so many different doctors throughout this whole adventure, starting out in Colorado, going to Sundance, going to Casper. Uh, I had so many different doctors influence my thoughts about what my recovery might be like, you know? And it was just a, we don't know type of thing because this is such a weird disease and the way it affects everybody so differently Okay. Sometimes people get hit, and they get hit so so lightly that it uh that it 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 doesn't do a whole lot to them. It weakens them, and then they start to recover. You know, they they're not getting around real good. Sometimes they're in a wheelchair for a little bit, maybe, or using a walker just for that extra stability. But and then there's guys like myself that get hit so dang hard, so fast that you are completely out of commission, paralyzed head to toe on a ventilator fighting for your life. Okay, and it's the same disease. It's Guillain-Barré syndrome. You know, so there's so many different ways that it affects so many different people and it's an in individual by individual case that you have going on here. It's so different for each person. And yeah, sometimes there's people that have real similar cases so like all the people that i had interviewed and talked to over the last few years and all the different people that had experienced it and this stack of notes that i have here which are going in the book that i've been writing on um as to make it more of a medical reference for people that stack of notes if you go through that there's i have certain notebooks that are full of notes that that are of people that got hit and had a real similar effect like i did there's there's a notebook there that's got a bunch of people in it that had real real minor effects like my buddy phil harr that got it and it kind of made its way up his legs and and weakened him to the point where he he had to be hospitalized but for just a couple weeks okay so i mean there's that but i've also seen i've seen people as bad as myself hit this point of recovery where it's like okay they were paralyzed head to toe but they were out of the hospital still within six months you know but then there's guys like myself that are long term like you know i'm at this point in the story here where i'm at 14 months i'm in my 14th month and still in the hospital and still trying to figure out uh the advances here as far as building strength and, and what i need to do to better myself and uh you know, and I actually, I like I said to you, I think in one of the past episodes, I, I've met patients that uh, that have residual effects that last forever, and that's that's kind of where I'm at. I've I've got some of those effects myself, hence why I still have a disability. But I'm at this point now where we stood up in the parallel bars, we started walking a little bit, it took a lot of help. But it was like a big it was a big boost you know i i always describe it as you know when i was a kid and i learned how to ride a dirt bike for the first time after that that's all i wanted to do i got off that school bus and i wanted to fire that dirt bike up and go for a ride and disappear you know and that's where i was with this walking thing being upright was so adrenalizing that's what i wanted to do i wanted to just keep going I, i i didn't want to stop like and it hurt like heck because the AFOs that the company had showed up and made for me on the fly, and we were kind of in a hurry with, those AFOs were not cutting it. They weren't doing the job. Those things were horrible. They they didn't fit right. They, they hurt like heck to have on my feet, period. Even when I wasn't putting weight on them, they still hurt like heck. So it was, it was one of those things where... I had that trouble, I was having this chronic pain with this stuff and it was just excruciating to the point where part of me didn't wanna do it but part of me was overriding that saying, no man, you're up on your feet. You are better than that wheelchair. You're getting out of there, man. You're gonna get out of this. And that was the energy I was living on. So I was like, okay. And I still live on that energy to this day. That's why I'm walking around with these dislocated bones in my feet. And I've got a couple small fractures in there I'm walking around on I'm taking care of my responsibilities out there because for one I got kids to take care of and I'm trying to make the adjustments in my life to actually be able to go have the surgery to fix this stuff but at the same time it's like I was down for so long and I was in a wheelchair for so long too even after getting out of the hospital which is coming up very shortly we're making plans for that but I was down for so long that once I finally got upright I don't want to go back down. It scares the heck out of me, but I know it's coming. I know it's coming to this in my current life. It's coming again, but, uh, but I had this energy. They had me in this transitional suite. So I was starting to learn a little independence and whatnot and, and get myself rolling around and, and, and moving again. And, uh, it's one of it's one of those deals where, i'm re-energized and re-motivated yet again and and like i said before i had this perfect team helping me with everything um it it just it all worked out it was it was working out it was like a puzzle all the pieces were finally falling together and uh and when we get into the next step so we're going to talk about another big change so gabby was a huge part of my first steps there and we're actually losing her and uh And uh, we'll get into that in the next episode, see where that goes, and we'll see what this planning about getting ready to go home is going to be and how this transitional suite's treating me. So we'll get into that. You guys enjoy the rest of your Friday. God bless. Get your stuff done before winter hits. We'll talk to you guys in the next episode.